This is Future Based Podcast. Future Based addresses issues ranging from the natural sciences, philosophy to art, technology and economics. A different subject will be highlighted in every podcast. And in this podcast, this is the second episode in a series of two of Future Based Thinking. We will be talking about design thinking with Theo Plug, and Theo is the founder of Studio Hyperspace. And if you want to know more about the work of Tio, please visit studiohyperspace.net. If you have questions about Future Based or maybe remarks or questions about the podcast, please visit futurebased.org. Thank you for listening. My name is Sabina and enjoy the show. We were talking about object-oriented uh, ontology. Ontology, yeah. yes. Climate change, mm. um, and you have also a very uh, big fascination for dark ecology. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us about what dark ecology is? Yeah, dark ecology. Uh, you could say is finding ways uh, to give meaning to to what is happening in the climate and nature with the help of uh, artistic methods. Yeah, so so you're using art to, to give meaning uh, to things that you kind of can't explain in another way. So, for example, in a scientific way. Uh, if I'm correct, it's about um, uh, climate change, mm-hmm. uh, designers and artists researching yeah. mm-hmm. climate change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you give us an example? An artistic method on climate change or a project on yeah, climate change? Yeah, I think, um, uh, for example, the... Uh, I don't know what uh, the the project itself is called, but uh, Monique Grimmett, an American designer artist that lives at the moment in Amsterdam, uh, did a piece um, about nature and uh, what the value is of nature. And she kind of uh, came up with uh, the idea to make a link between uh, the stock market and uh, nature. Uh, So she made an installation where uh, the values uh, from certain uh, stock on the stock market decided if, uh, for example, the plants would get water or not. Okay. So I think that's a very interesting kind of artistic way because uh, uh, the end product is kind of an artistic object, an art object, to show us that um, the economy can be linked, for example, to uh, nature or to the climate, which we at this moment haven't done yet. Yes, and why is this linking? Why are these artistic methods so important? Yeah, I think that, um, um, well, at this moment I have a design background, but I, I've studied sociology. So d- during the whole 90s and, and also the early 2000s, I was very abstract and I really believed in a kind of a scientific way to describe how society works and how all the things that uh, were happening uh, that it could be kind of explained in a kind of scientific way. Uh, but I don't think that's... Well, I think that it's very limited. Uh, so I think that the artistic way of thinking, uh, where you don't think in established ways of research, for example, uh, that they give kind of different insights in what is really happening and that you can also feel th- things. I mean, it's it's very, very, very strange that I, for example... I've written a lot of, um, this is not an example of nature, but I think it kind of 
shows very good what I mean. Um, I've written a lot of things uh, from a sociological background uh, about p political uh, attitude of uh, people that are that are mostly kind of associated with the lower class. And I wrote those pieces while I was working in my apartment uh, in Amsterdam or Berlin. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And I think that's kind of a really good metaphor for um, the way most scientists work. While now I kind of moved to Heerlen, uh, you could say the, the kind of one of the... Anti-cities, you call coolest, it. Yeah, regions in the Netherlands, mm. really an anti-city. Yeah. I also live in Schandelen, one of the um, most problematic city parts in the Netherlands. And now I'm living amongst those people. Uh, and then you really feel what those people feel. And you, 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 you know how it is to live in such a neighborhood. I think that's very important to, 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 to feel that because then you kind of understand a lot that you will never be able to really research. So art And I think that's the same with, um, with nature, um, that if you kind of uh, walk through a forest uh, and smell all, especially when it just rained, for example, uh, you smell how the forest loosens all those kind of flavors and you hear the sounds and you hear nearly nothing and then you hear tiny kind of branches and it's it's so beautiful and uh, i i mean that's of course feeling and i know that a lot of scientists would say okay but that's kind of emotion and emotion uh, has kind of no value in the in the um in the scientific way of coming up with kind of an explanation but i think that's really wrong because it gives you as much information as the scientific way so art is for you then the missing link between yeah. scientific me methods and the, the practice. It's so cool that, for example, in Kritik der Reiner Vernunft, critique from, from Kant, from yes. Immanuel Kant, yes. that, that he also writes this. Uh, he says, we will never be able to really understand, well, yeah, das Ding an sich, uh, the reality, you could say, but the art can uh, bridge that gap. And, and let, let us feel what reality really is. What, what uh, happened to you that you have this insight about? <laughs> yeah, it's so strange because I think till, now, till 2007, I was really that kind of scientific uh, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was really kind of the modern man. Everything had to be scientifically proven. Uh, everything also had to be... The average was also very important. Uh, and I n now think that statistics are totally bullshit, but <laughs> that's <laughs> something else. And I don't know. I, I had a kind of a, not a, not a kind of a real nervous breakdown, but I think that I was also working in, in journalism. And I got, a, I got really fed up with the idea that I was writing stuff about things uh, from a kind of a very kind of abstract way a very abstract view on society that it really didn't matter what I was writing. So I, I, I got in a sort of, yeah, sort of situation where I didn't know what I was doing, you could say. Um, so I went to Berlin. Yes. <laughs> That's what people do then. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there I, yeah, I, I really did nothing. I'm, I mean, I was not working because then, back then, Berlin was still very cheap uh, so you didn't have to work 
and I was just cycling through the city, uh, enjoying everything. And then I was thinking, okay, what you've done uh, the last 15 years was only thinking in what will I achieve? What will be kind of the next step? So I had a piece in the Groen Amsterdammer, and instead of kind of being happy, I was thinking, okay, the Groen Amsterdammer, I had. So, and now, maybe NRC or something else. Uh, so I wasn't really happy in uh, the now. And just cycling through Berlin, listening to uh, the new beat of electronic music there, I was thinking, okay, I should be much more focusing on the now and really kind of love what is kind of ahead of you instead of uh, very far away. And I think that's also kind of a breach with the uh, scientific method, which is for me a kind of a synonym for moving forward uh, to constantly mm. improve. Progression? But a kind of a... Um, kind of a fake progression you could say yeah yeah because it's only progression in uh, abstract system you have created to explain reality and that's not what reality really is we were talking about finding meaning yeah finding meaning mm. by doing nothing yeah yeah <laughs> finding meaning by non-knowledge mm. actually yeah yeah how can art uh, how can crossover disciplines actually yeah. help mm. us with yeah. finding meaning in, mm. in this very complex world because yeah yeah but it's, it's very interesting that you say that 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 it also that you kind of emphasize also the crossover because there are a couple of artists and also the designers that came up with kind of methods uh, that are really uh, rooted in the arts uh, like for example speculative no, yeah, yeah, speculative realism is theory, mm. uh, but you also have uh, speculative everything, which is the design movement. But their end results are very abstract artworks. And those very abstract artworks are so modernistic or so uh, difficult to understand if you are not familiar with the history of art that most people don't understand what I really mean. And I think that's a kind of art that doesn't function uh, because that's the art that we already had but i think it's it's kind of no use to come up with uh, a very hermetic uh, 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 um, difficult to understand piece of art uh, that only a few people can understand because they read the good books or uh, had art history so what what, school, so. what would be a good art art relationship with uh, a scientific method. Yeah, that I think um, that's also why I call my method the intervention design method. At the end, I should be kind of an intervention. Uh, and with the intervention, I don't mean that there is activism, etc. But you need to uh, situate the piece you made, if it is an artwork or design work, into the status quo. Uh, so that the people that you really want to reach really have to encounter the object and have to communicate with it. The communication is very important, I think, because otherwise nobody will understand what you mean. very interesting example is, for example, uh, the Buchla synthesizer. Uh, so I spoke to Robert Sabotnik. He's, I think, I think he still lives in New York. I think he should be 85 or something now. And he invented that synthesizer together with Buchla. And he wanted to kind of, uh, they wanted to come up with a music instrument that didn't look like any music instrument that was uh, was out there. 
and they made a synthesizer with a, a lot of knots and a lot of kind of uh, strange things, and nobody understood what uh, the instrument was for. So nobody used used the instrument. While it was kind of the, the first uh, mass-produced, you could say, electronic music instrument. And only in 1973, when Roland came on the market with a kind of a synthesizer that looked like a piano, people understood what uh, the instrument was for because they kind of knew what a piano was. Does it have to be so, recognizable? Well, in in a way. Uh, so the example I give at the n now is, of course, uh, the recognizability in the visual area, but it can also be recognizable in, for example, emotions or in something else. But there has to be a kind of recognition, which is, I think, also what Schelling meant when he uh, was talking about the uh, sublime in nature and also the sublime in art, where he says famous words, piece of art uh, has to show the infinity in a finite piece. Um, you were talking about the intervention method. Mm -hmm. Is it a method you have developed yourself? It is kind of a unique method because uh, in the design world at the moment, there is a big shift between, on one hand, the art-related methods and where mostly artists work on the projects and there are mostly artworks that are the end result. And on the other hand, the whole uh, design thinking hype uh, where designers are working very in the box. They think that it's very out of the box, but it's in the box. Uh, on projects that are very clear. Uh, there is a, a very uh, clear goal. Uh, you know what the problem is. You know there are solutions and you're just going to uh, find the solution. While if you really uh, try to design for the future, uh, you can't use design thinking or you can't use design thinking as it is mostly used now because then you will design things that are already there and you are designing for the now And the now, if you talk about the now in a sense of the design thinking, then uh, you are designing for the past because you are using old models, uh, which are, will be changed the upcoming years. Uh, so what you need to do is a combination. And the combination uh, I have found by introducing the fictional world building aspect into the design method. Uh, so I ask designers to kind of think of a development they think is interesting and a development that all also will have an effect uh, in the near future. For example, uh, AI, we mm. already spoke about it, robots, uh, but can also be, for example, climate change and it can also be something like transhumanism, for example. Uh, and then kind of imagine uh, how that development uh, will evolve the upcoming five to seven years. So it's very close by. And then I ask him to build uh, a fictional world around that and to describe how the world will uh, be changed by that development in five to seven years. And it's very familiar to, for example, uh, the episodes of Black Mirror. I don't know if you know the show. Okay, it's a kind of um, internet television show, internet <laughs> show, uh, also in the near future. Uh, I think they are a bit too sci-fi uh, because they are trying to uh, get a couple of developments in one episode, which makes it a bit too complicated, I think. And they are also very dark. Uh, so they are also mostly very negative about the future. 
uh, and I am trying to to get my uh, the designers in a kind of a mood that they don't think about uh, bad or good, which is very difficult uh, because we live in a in a world where in a Western society where you have to have an opinion about something, um, but they try and build a world that. Mm, Look, looks like the world we already have, uh, but with a few kind of differences. So it's yeah. it's almost like they are moralizing their designs, and they are, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's I think what is lacking at the moment. Uh, a lot of people, and I also blame uh, a lot of technology professors and philosophers uh, for that. Technology is seen as a kind of a, a thing that is uh, really outside of the kind of human realm. And it's there. It's kind of cold. It's a real ding an sich, uh, mm-hmm. to use Immanuel Kant again, because we really don't understand it. And it's a frightening. It's a blah, blah, blah. Uh, but if we are able to give those technologies emotions and also morality, uh, because I don't think that, then you can also kind of start a dialogue with the technology itself. And then you will kind of come up with, uh, I think, um, a way of uh, thinking that the technology and you are much more kind of blended than the way of thinking now, where you have you as a human and the technology. The good and the bad. The good and the bad. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so this is a question I wanted to ask from the start. Um, where we're talking about science fiction mm-hmm. and the designers who are also watching Black Mirror mm-hmm. yeah. and um, take that with them yeah. in designing. Yeah. Yeah. I always have to think about the self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. I think a big problem is that we have kind of a, we have made a distinction between, on one hand, universities uh, where people are theorizing about uh, the world kind of learning scientific methods to understand the world, to make sense of the world. And on the other hand, University of Applied Sciences, where people are uh, doing. And they really don't have to know a lot about how the theory works uh, because you just have to make stuff and do stuff. And I think that's uh, one of the big problems. I mean, I think that students, especially uh, students that are in the design and art schools, need to be educated in... Uh, thinking about the future themselves, and I think if you uh, are, if you are constantly challenged to think about how the world functions and what you think, uh, also learn about the theories about it, and then then uh, the chance that you will be directly influenced by a sci-fi movie and uncritically take the things in the sci-fi movie for granted, that will be uh, happening much uh, much lesser. Yeah. Much much, less. much much less. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Difficult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. It's yeah. really great to be in your show. Your <laughs> thank podcast. you for your show, me. show is much better. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs>